This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Abdouri. I'm your host. Come here, everything sport, international, and local. Hope you're having a blessed day. We got a lot to cover on the show today. And actually, one of the questions I'm asking for the day is: Should there be a curriculum for dealing with pressure, especially when it comes down to mental health? Text us on four two one five. It us a lot, or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Abdouri and let me know, and we'll cover it throughout the show because that's the theme of the show today we've been listening to a lot of the best athletes in the world who are coping with a lot of pressure and in that situation putting their mental health at stake and so with that happening we kind of ask how are they expected to deal with that kind of pressure if they haven't been taught how to do so so that's the first thing following the celebrity fight night the other night in the uae i had some takeaways from that being there live watching you know youtubers and celebrities step in the ring as fighters um how do they prepare for such a big occasion how it went what was it like as a spectacle and when we actually sat down what did we make of the event so that's coming up Simone Biles uh, opens up about her withdrawal from the uh, earlier stages of the Olympics, but she will come back for one more uh, round tomorrow. But which camp are you in? Are you for her withdrawing or are you for her returning? And also, is she right to do so? Should she continue? And is it her fault or is it the fact that society has so much pressure on our modern day athletes in the health and fitness segment why isn't it cool to prehab instead of rehab think about that question as well old is gold and slow is boring but why do we always neglect prehab exercises on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar adouri Oh, he loves to fire that What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Right, okay, let's get stuck into it. So, over the weekend, I actually got into, uh, I actually went to the first celebrity YouTube fight in the region, in the Middle East and in the UAE. I went down to watch it, shout out to TK for organizing the event. And there was a lot coming into this um, fight and all these fights actually, because, um, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. There's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. You know, uh, stepping into a world of your own. But this this is what I took away from that night. My takeaway from that night is these YouTubers or celebrities, you know, are used to the limelight, are used to the shine, are used to being in the front line when it comes down to uh, exposure and media. And that's how they made their name. And it was all evident because the fact that once 
they were being introduced to the ring on their walkout, it wasn't records we were talking about. It wasn't, you know, 10 fights, 4 wins, etc. It was how many followers they had. So that was kind of like the first thing. Then, you start to think of things in a different manner. And here's, here's how I, I saw it. Once you step in the ring, there are crowds. There are people chanting for you, against you. Some people want to see you win and some people want to see you get knocked out. And that's exactly what you could tell from these uh, YouTubers coming into the ring. But once that bell goes, you step into a world where you're going to get hit. <laughs> this is no joke. And I said this before. I said as much as, you know, some people say it's bad for the sport, some people say it's good for the sport. My takeaway is you've stepped into a situation now where you can't just get out and the pressure gets to you and millions of people are, are watching you and social media are going to share and tweet and record what's going to happen. You get punched in the face, they could meme that for the rest of your life. And most of the time, it's adrenaline that's going through your veins and your blood and your, everything's going crazy. But I felt sorry for one of the fighters that night who realized how big the spectacle was and how much pressure there was. And to be fair to him, after the fight, he stepped out and said, the nerves got to me. And that's where, it, it, you know, let's say the laughing stops, so to speak, because as much as we're there to have a good time and see these, you know, these people uh, entertain us, I felt sorry for the kid. And that's what he is. He's a kid um, stepping into a world that's unknown and also... You can't teach someone how to handle that. And this is the theme of the day. The question that I asked today is, should there be a curriculum for dealing with pressure? And that goes hand in hand with what we're hearing about the mental health and how we're hearing about, you know, people ha handling and dealing with pressure differently. So when I saw that kid, you know, step out of the ring, he didn't really put much of a fight on because I think it got to him and it got to him and he froze. And that's never nice to see because we all reach a point where, you know, our brain tells us something, our body's telling us something. You're hearing people chant all sorts of things and it's fight or flight and he froze that day. And um, and I think, you know, the the MC said it best. She said, you know, it takes a lot of bravery for you to, to, to step into the ring. And he's like, I will be back. Now, if he does come back, then hats off to him because... That was petrifying for him. Looking at the other fights, we saw people step in there. We saw Adam Saleh step in there with Sharks. Walid Sharks, I think his name was, Iraqi fighter. He's 17. That was my favorite fighter, to be honest. Patient, skillful, um, young, didn't rush it against Adam Saleh, who there was apparently beef going on between them. And, it, you know, they were trying to sell the fight, but... Glad to see there was some respect, at least a little bit of respect throughout that. And I watched those two. In fact, that was my fight of the night. More than Money Kicks versus um, Anas Al-Shayib. More, more than those two. Which they went to decision and Money Kicks won. But I really liked the Waleed Sharks fight versus uh, Adam Saleh. I thought that was really good, you know, because most of the time, I mean, again, like I said, how are you, how are you supposed to expect these guys to fight like boxers when they've had a month or two months training and I mean people dedicate their lives to it you're looking at the Olympics right now and I was talking to my boy Frank earlier at the gym and he was saying there's knockouts happening at the Olympics you know people are hungry 
it's a different level now. It's a stage where COVID's hit people in a way that they, this is make or break. So then now you fast forward it to the YouTube fights I was watching and you're seeing like people swinging arms all over the place, etc. But that's, you know, it's entertainment. That's what they're up for. But when I watched the Waleed Sharks fight versus Adam Saleh, I thought just jabbing, being patient, moving side to side. I thought, okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. Um, and, and, and yeah, that, that was my takeaway for me. But I think more than anything, I think the pressure that is on these people, you know, today I heard about Tyrone Mings, you know, a friend of the show's talking about his mental health and how he was affected when, you know, he got called up for England and people said he wasn't going to be good enough. I thought, that's, you know, even these athletes who are larger than life, we see on TV and they got millions and millions of views and, and people following them and etc. Even they feel it because they're humans at the end of the day. And, uh, and, and I see that, I see Simone Biles, which we're talking about in the next segment as well. Another person who is stepping in and out of this situation where arguably the best gymnast in the world and yet she's she's feeling it she stepped away from everything and now she's going to come back in for one more round and that's tomorrow um but what do you guys think should there be a curriculum for dealing with pressure 4215 at the or do or slide into my dms at omar do we're gonna take a break the music's on point today otra noche sinti by j balvin and khalid enjoy this folks i'll see you right after this don't go anywhere this is the halftime show Omar oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time. It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Adori. I'm your host. Come everything sport, international and local. So the question of the day I'm asking today on the Halftime Show is, should there be a, cu- a curriculum for dealing with pressure with all the stories that are coming up recently about mental health in sport? But if they aren't being taught that and there's no education on it, then how are they expected to deal with it? Florin has come out with some fire on the Instagram live at Omar Alduri saying, health comes first, absolutely. But if you don't compete, then you really should be disqualified. Part of training in any sport is mental discipline. And to me, Osaka and Biles were unprepared for the tournament. Florin coming out with the fire. He continues to say sprinters don't just sprint during training. They do a multitude of other things. I think they are tough, but perhaps enjoyed the perks of sporting fame a little too much and we're not disciplined enough to prepare for the events very very good point florin is tuned in all the way from new york my nigerian brother actually went to uni uh, uni went to college with me and always always on point on the halftime show but but here's the situation that i'm kind of putting you guys in if these athletes have not been educated on how to cope with pressure and deal with it at the highest level then is it a surprise that they are feeling their mental well-being right now we've talked about physical health and we've talked about mental health but mental fitness is something that you need to continue to practice in order to actually be able to cope with situations that put you through fight or flight and the way that the brain works is very interesting but also very intricate there's so many factors in there there's there's such fine details that we sometimes miss and don't have answers for and so with seeing Simone Biles opening up about her like 
withdraw from the Olympics early stages. Which camp are you in? Do you agree with her? Is she right to do so? Should she have... She, well, she will continue, but should she have continued at the time? Or is it even neither? You know, is it the fact that coaches, including myself and people are out there, need to spend more time with their athletes to get their mental fitness right so they can cope with it? I mean, I went and watched the celebrity YouTubers um, fight the other day, but as soon as they stepped into a boxing ring, that's it. It's all, it's, you, can't, you can't see how much goes through someone's brain at that point. So I was very interested to see how that would work. And, you know, Simone Biles is, is arguably the best, if not one of the best in the world. And she defended her decision to withdraw from the early Olympic competitions on her Instagram, explaining that she was still struggling from what is known as the twisties and isn't sure if she'll be able to compete in individual competition schedule for the week. But she will be returning tomorrow. So we know that that was I think they announced it today or, or early, early this morning. Um, She pulled out of both the team final and the women's individual all-around at the Tokyo Games to focus on her mental health. And Team USA won silver in the team event. And Biles' teammate, uh, Sunny Lee, won gold in the individual. And I'm kind of looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, we saw what happened with, with, uh, you know, Naomi Osaka. uh, And we're seeing more and more athletes, but is it our responsibility to make sure their mental fitness is right? I think that is... It's easy to point fingers at athletes, but behind the athletes are coaches, are parents, are people that, that look after them, their managers, their agents, their uh, social circle, their, their friends. So there's a bigger responsibility than just those people. And we heard about Tyrone Mings as well this morning, talking about um, being called up for England and people saying he wasn't good enough. Um, Florin continues to say, if it was the first time on the scene, then sure. But then... They are both champions and one at every level. So what's the difference? No fans? I mean, fans play a big part. You know, again, it's easier on the outside for us to comment. Florin, you played at a good level, you know, uh, with me, uh, you know, at college football. And we had a lot of pressure on us, you know, including the previous captain. (laughs) I stepped into a team for tryouts with 50 people trying out. The pressure was real. Florin was there trying out the same day. The captain didn't like me. And the rest is history. <laughs> we won't talk about that now. Question. How many events have the participated have they participated in before the Olympics or French Open? Wins, losses, hard games, all of that should help you build a discipline. Again, I'm with you 100 percent You guys agree with Florin and what he's saying. I'm, I'm with him 100 percent I get what he's saying. I understand the dynamics of what you're saying, but I also think that mental health and mental fitness is not something you can just achieve and then lock it in the diary and say, that's it, I'm done. I think they've got to continue to practice it because you forget. Your body forgets, your mind forgets, your emotional intelligence forgets what it feels like to be in those situations. So, yes, while I do see where Florence coming from with the kind of old school Roy Keane mentality, I'm also one of the trying to study the new school as well. That makes me sound old, but trying to study the new school as well and trying to understand, you know, what goes through their mind and what pressures they are facing. And I think that's why the question of the day is, should there be a curriculum for mental fitness, for dealing with pressure, for their mental health? Because we keep hearing all these athletes discuss it. It's a very, very good topic. Keep it locked here. We're going to play some Magic Jordan and we'll be right back with Waves of Blue. Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on, 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 on. 95. 95. 
he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in. And the topic of the day is, should there be a curriculum for dealing with pressure when it comes down to mental health, mental fitness, mental well-being? Through all these stories we're hearing with some of the most incredible established athletes at the moment, is it their fault or is it our fault as coaches and we should be more responsible to educate them about how to cope and handle pressure. Okay, right. So, um, if you missed the show, don't worry. You can catch up all our podcasts, if I can say that properly, all of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you like what you see, head over to the YouTube channel and check out the Pulse95 radio uh, page, and we've got all of our episodes there with all the fantastic presenters on Pulse 95. Right, okay, the health fitness segment is on now. And one of the questions through uh, things that we've kind of reviewed recently is why isn't it cool to prehab instead of rehab? Now, let me break that question down. Rehab is often something that when you actually get injured or when you feel something and you're not 100%, then you go to a physio or a doctor or a specialist and they give you exercises to rehab to get back on track. Prehab, on the other side, is something that prevents you from doing it, but it requires patience and requires you to involve it in your daily schedule. Why isn't it cool? What is it, what is it with things that are like that that normally, let's say, puts us off, gets us uh, not interested, we don't have the patience to do it, and that is probably one of the best things to manage your long-term goals and and i i speak from experience when i say this but old is gold and slow is not boring and that's something that's you know sometimes we get away with when you're younger and or let's say yeah when you're younger you get away with it and then when you start to feel the wear and tear on your body you think i wish i could have done that so if you had someone in your corner now and they said what would you do differently to a younger version of you I definitely involve prehab and it's one of the five dominoes in reset when we talk about recovery is managing your body through any sport you do if you like going for a run if you like boxing if you like um, playing football basketball tennis whatever it is you want to do if you're not doing your prehab then probably you're going to wait till something happens for you to spend that time on managing and recovering and that is a huge factor when it comes down to the prehab segment but the health and fitness segment normally has a lot of people saying hmm i knew that but do you do it and jim quick said it best we all know what to do but we don't always do what we know and that is 100 correct and i can relate to it can you relate to it text me on 4215 at the salat or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Al-Duri. And the question of the day is, should there be a curriculum for dealing with pressure when it comes down to mental fitness, mental health, and mental well-being? Let's take a quick break. Some, uh, what's this? Sam Smith? Baby, you know me crazy. <laughs> Here we go, enjoy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Al-Duri. On, 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 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire, then. 
This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! That time, it's the halftime show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, can be everything sport, international, and local. Shout out to Kareen, Mustafa, Maria, Masoud, Florin, Francie, <laughs> Francie, Emruni, Masoud, of course. I said that, Shay Matt, and everyone else who is locked in with me on the halftime show for the hour, the only place to be at three, right? Taking in some of your questions at the moment. And if you're just tuning in, the question of the day is, should there be a curriculum for dealing with pressure when it comes down to mental health, mental fitness, and mental well-being? Really, really good topic that we're diving into today. Some really good things, especially from Florin and Masoud, who dropped some bombs today on knowledge on that topic. Right. In that, we also discussed uh, Simone Biles opening up about her withdraw from the Olympics, at least the early stages, but she is returning tomorrow. Was she right to do so? Uh, has Naomi Osaka set a trend by withdrawing herself from um, the French Open and also Wimbledon? Um, do we want to see, let's say, some more coaching when it comes down to this? You know, how to handle that kind of pressure? And maybe if these athletes were, you know, taught at a young age how to handle pressure. You know, I went to watch a celebrity YouTube fight on Friday and most of them you know are used to being in the limelight but being in a stadium and having a crowd and having people chant for you against you wanting to see you win wanting to see you get knocked out is a lot of pressure that goes on behind it now speaking to Fahad about this the other day who's also an avid listener and that kind of pressure you can't teach you know as a coach you can you can you can teach them the game plan you can stick to a strategy attack the moment they enter that ring everything goes out the window as Mike Tyson said We've all got a plan until we get punched in the face. And it takes a specific type of person to enter a ring. And that's why the respect to those who who spar, who train, who put the hours in pre, uh, you know, fighting professionally. It's, it's not for everyone. And as you've heard a lot of fighters say, you don't play boxing. You don't play fighting. It's it's serious. It's a serious game when it comes down to the fight game. It's, it's 100% on... You know, your life is is at stake. We've seen so many injuries, people breaking their legs from MMA, you know, snapping the leg in front of us. Uh, people, you know, suffering from dementia and brain damage when it comes down to, to boxing and, and all sorts of stuff. So that's kind of like what brought that on board. And in the health and fitness segment, we also spoke about why isn't it cool to prehab instead of rehab? Um, that's speaking from experience at the moment. Now, as you can, you can tell, slightly different wardrobe change today and we're kind of happy with it but we're also taking our time shout out to Miffy for that um, looking after us as always um, but yes I kind of look at it as this if some of the finest athletes on the planet struggle okay and like Florin alluded to earlier they struggle they've won championships and they've been at the highest level and they're still struggling what can we do to enhance that what can we and it's not just for athletes it's for everyone but what can we do to help them get through it and get through situations where their mental health isn't at stake where they don't feel the rush of being at the top and then the drop of coming down i remember coming back from the world cup and i was on such a high and some people messaging and everything and then all of a sudden silence 
no no one's talking anymore it's very very quiet you know you want to be active you want to do things but you you don't know if you're still the same person you kind of lose confidence because it was such a high and i see people like tyrone mings discussing it today people like naomi osaka people like simone biles talking about it and where where's their head at where are they do they feel they need that gratification from people do they do they feel they need you know people to be able to discuss and talk about these things it's it's a very very uh, close topic and and it's not for everyone to be able to have let's say the courage to discuss and if you saw the show the other day we had um, Nadal Moura who was talking about ADHD an athlete an artist and someone who himself has been through quite a bit but very talented so if you did miss that show make sure you check it out we are reaching full time on the halftime show i hope you've enjoyed as much as i have i will be back on wednesday the same time same place on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 tune in live every monday wednesday and saturday from 3 p.m 